Tongue and Train. Donate now at ChalkyPlays.com for the kids. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at SorgatronMedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm uh, Sorgatron at Sorgatron on Twitter, coming at you live from the studio in Pittsburgh, PA, ready to uh, talk about indie wrestling with my buddy here, Eamon. Of course, Eamon, how you doing? Coming at us from San Antonio, Texas, from across the nation. The uh, great commentator for the uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling that's really getting streamed down there. How you doing this week, sir? Absolutely. I believe we'll be discussing a bit of Inspire Pro and -hmm. the stuff happening this weekend uh, a little later in the show. But uh, yeah, I'm pumped to talk about indie wrestling tonight. We got a ton of stuff. And of course, myself here locally doing production for groups like the International Wrestling Cartel, Renegade Wrestling Alliance, uh, doing the recent uh, Finding Zach Gowan, uh, doing editing and, and shooting on that with uh, Joe Dabrowski, uh, all kinds of uh, wrestling projects up in this area, one that uh, one of which is not Extreme Rising, by the way. Um, but anyways, uh, and this is your Indie Mayhem show. I, would, I just wanted to uh, give a shout out. Thanks a lot to Basic Sickness for that intro. Uh, go check out his stuff at basicsickness.com. And of course, you can find out about this and other shows that we're doing here at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Or you can drop us an email, of course, at goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Or uh, drop a, to the phone line, uh, leave us a voicemail, 412-206-WMS0. And uh, you can find this show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spreaker, on YouTube, on iHeartRadio, of all places, in audio and video forms. And you can follow us at Mayhem Show. Uh, look for Wrestling Mayhem Show on Facebook, Google+, and the Great Wrestling Mayhem Show uh, Facebook group, where we have a lot of discussion going on as well. And you can join us here live if you want to jump in the chat room at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at live.sorgatronmedia.com, 10 p.m. Central Time. I'm minding you, friends you, of Sorg. Eamon, over there. <laughs> Central Time people need a bit of love. That's right. That's right. We just forget it for everybody else when we do these shows. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so we got another uh, guest from your neck of the woods there, Eamon. So uh, who are we talking to this week? Well, uh, as much as my he's competed a lot of my, in my neck of the woods, uh, most notably, though, uh, competing in the Midwest in the St. Louis area. And he is the third, oh, I guess the uh, the four possible members that we can have on the show for the submission squad. So we're hopefully almost filling that quota. Um, but I'm very excited to have him on. He is a professional wrestler and also a booker for uh, St. Louis Anarchy, uh, Pierre Abernathy. Pierre, how are you this evening? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing great. Um, now, last show we actually had Evan Jalistico on. So um, I believe we'll, we'll hopefully touch on a bit of stuff that he talked about also with the stuff that uh, you've been doing as well. So, uh, but the first thing that we like to uh, bring up on the show, and, and since a lot of times in the case of indie wrestling, when people get into it, it's because obviously they loved watching it and, and, and following it. What, what was your first ever uh, professional wrestling memory? Uh, the first thing I can remember is watching 
WrestleMania six on pay-per-view. That's the first wrestling I remember watching as it happened. So that, that's the first memory I had. And then, of course, the Hogan Warrior match. I was a big Hulk Hogan fan. And that's my first memory of live pro wrestling that I was watching on TV as it happened. And then from there, I just would rent a whole bunch of videotapes and then started attending WWF events that would happen in St. Louis. And I just was pretty much hooked on it from then on out. Awesome, and, and I'm assuming from the uh, the past events from WrestleMania weekend, the uh, that match sort of has a, a, a bit more of an effect on you now. Yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty uh, surreal how all of that went down with the Ultimate Warrior passing away. Like it's just the things don't typically happen that way, where a guy's on TV one day, then the next day he is dead. So it was kind yeah. of uh, really surreal. Absolutely. Um, well, let's talk a bit more about uh, how how you actually got into it. How uh, you started in professional wrestling. Uh, I've always I'm always interested. Whatever guests we have on is how they actually got into it and got involved. Uh, what what would you say was the actual moment where you got sort of your first start, I guess, and and found out about how to become a wrestler? Well, um, I was actually hanging out with Gary at my place and. A friend of ours worked at a bar and grill, and he had got a flyer from somebody who was there, and it was a place that was starting a company, and they were looking for trainees. So we decided to go do that. Like We had a meeting with them and all this, and the guy who was starting this company is actually Jordan Lacey, who wrestles for St. Louis Anarchy right now. But this guy really... Glacier at the time didn't really have any skills to train somebody. He was very new to wrestling as well, but he had gotten some money and got a ring, so he figured he should start his own company. So that's hmm. kind of like our initial training was from there, which was very bad. And I think we had two months of training before we were on our first show, which we had no business even being on. But you know, it happened, and through that process, we met a guy named Sam Richardson, who wrestled under the name Adam Raw, and Tom Ike, who is a retired indie wrestler, and they actually did what would be considered our real training. Now, neither one of them really had a lot of experience on the indies as far as wrestling goes, but Adam Raw is a national taekwondo champion, and he, right now, he's one of the top personal trainers in the St. Louis area. So as far as like conditioning and stuff like that, he was really good. And they did some training with a company called the Gateway Championship Wrestling. So they knew the basics and that they kind of taught us that stuff. And then from there, we did a 12-hour training seminar with Matt Seidel and Delirious. And that's really where we learned a lot of things in that 12-hour day. After that, we just started doing seminars wherever we could find them, and we learned a lot that way. Awesome. And and obviously working through Gateway, but then also I know the, the where you and all, a lot of your submission squad members uh, sort of became more prominent was in the LWA. Um, I believe in that time, because we talked to Evan last show, uh, referring to you throughout the uh, the uh, 
episode as the prodigy um, as opposed to your normal name, Pierre Abernathy. Uh, so did you get, you went through a couple, uh, I guess, character developments as to uh, how you were, uh, until you became Pierre Abernathy, I guess, in a sense. How, how did that sort of come about? Well, I mean, not really. I mean, he kind of misremembers. I, the, the prodigy gimmick only happened on our first ever show. Like oh, that okay. first, it was an XWA show. They only had the one show. The first LWA show, I was uh, the European scumbag, Pierre Abernathy. So I was always <laughs> that gimmick from the time the LWA started till right now. Evan misremembers a lot of things, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you went, obviously, with the LWA, you worked a lot with guys like Evan and Gary um, and all like people like Davey Vega as well, eventually forming the Submission Squad and um, the group where I know you more prominently, where I saw you for the first time, was Anarchy Championship Wrestling down here in Texas. Um, how was sort of, and I talked to Gary and Evan about this, but sort of coming about to what sort of made you guys decide, hey, we should work for a company, you know, that's 14 hours away? Well, it's just what we were always told is that if you wanted to get your name out there, you had to get in the car and travel. And guys who we saw from this area that became successful, we've seen that they got in their car and traveled. So, I mean, that's just what we did. So we would send resumes out all over the place, and we would travel if they would book us. So we bugged uh, Darren for a long time to book us, and we would never hear nothing back. And then we finally did, and he booked us, and myself and Gary – and my girlfriend and another guy, a friend of ours named Ryan, we made the trip down. And I really think Darren didn't expect us to show up, but we did. <laughs> and then from then on, that's how we wrestled there. And that's just really how we branched out everywhere, just sending out resumes and stuff like that. Definitely. And, and I know, because uh, I've seen a lot of people from the Texas area also now move up to St. Louis to sort of get, like like you said, sort of more exposure and, and get their name out there um, in the sense of obviously when you leave Texas, it's a bit easier to travel and stuff like that. So you, do you feel, do you feel like that sort of benefited you guys a lot? The fact that you were definitely getting those car rides in and traveling uh, uh, much more than just wrestling in St. Louis. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you, you never get better wrestling the same people over and over again and mm-hmm. wrestling in the same area is just not going to work. I mean, you need to, get out there and experience different things and wrestle people who know maybe know more than you or learn different things than you did. And I don't feel like you can do that if you just wrestle in one area all the time. Not, I mean, and if people want to do that, more power to them. But I don't feel like you really accomplish anything by doing that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, I mean, it it's always hard for me to comprehend just the fact that you guys are, you know, to make those 14 hour drives basically from St. Louis to Texas and then back. Um, And I've talked with Evan and Gary about it and uh, the sort of the idea of like the travel and the car rides, how it sort of builds a sense of camaraderie with the people that you travel with. But also I always wonder how, how big of a role does that play in the sense of like, you know, obviously wrestling is a contact sport and, and injuries are involved and stuff like that. How does that really, I think come into play when you, you know, have basically 28 hour, trips back and forth uh, it definitely sucks like like you know it's funny like people don't think about that part i guess as much 
because like when we oh it's a few years ago it was myself it was myself Gary and Evan against Masada Scott Summers and ACH it was like a 40 minute street fight and it was pretty violent and mm. it was pretty brutal and we got right back in the car and traveled 14 hours home right after that like we don't stay in town until the next day and get, you know, sleep. Like we go straight home because people have lives at home that they need to get back to. Right. So I mean, that's the part that, that is the worst. Like if you're beat up or whatever, you don't get that like rest period from when the show ends to the next morning. Like we travel straight through and on a typical, a typical Texas trip, if the show ends at 1130, we will get home about, 2 p.m. that next day is how it typically works out. But yeah, definitely, it definitely takes a toll, I would say, in a sense. And and it's amazing and also kind of awe-inspiring in a sense that you guys make those trips out. Um, talking about sort of uh, now your wrestling style, I think uh, people that have seen Pierre Abernathy before, I think a lot of people and, and your stuff in St. Louis, ACW, also, obviously, we're talking, we're going to talk later about Shakara. Um, I think they kind of would think immediately that you're a bit of a comedy wrestler, but I, I think if people look more closely, I've noticed in the past that you, you have a, a really good like technical wrestling ability. Uh, I think the first match I ever saw you wrestle was against uh, ACH in a singles match. And I was kind of surprised almost how fluid and how actually well-worked the match was. Um, do, you, do you sort of, I guess the best way to put it is, do you like to sort of, almost catch people off guard in a sense with the fact that, Hey, you know, I can actually wrestle. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I think that people forget that because I've done comedy stuff and at least in ACW for so long, mm. but yeah, it's just really whatever the situation calls for. When I first went into ACW all the way up until a few years ago, we were in a specific role where I more, I had to be, more serious and wrestle more and then at some point the gears turn and I could do this comedy and I'm talking to comedy it's a lot easier on your body that's for sure yeah so that was great but yeah sometimes it is nice to be able to show people like yeah he can I can actually wrestle that's why I always tell people that I really feel my best body of work was actually done for uh Metro Pro Wrestling their TV show in Kansas because with that show, we were doing some comedy and we were doing a lot of serious stuff and it was a good mixture of both. So I really feel like that's my best body of work. Yeah, definitely. I would encourage anyone to check out the stuff with you and Evan as part of uh, the commission. Uh, it was really, really fun stuff. Um, let's get to, uh, uh, I talked to Evan about this last week. Uh, the, uh, the, your uh, part now in Chikara. Um, obviously the uh, big news from National Pro Wrestling Day was the fact that you guys deciding to stand behind Chikar instead of trying to, I guess, destroy them from within. Uh, and I've really been interested in this story and, and invested through it, a lot of it due to those uh, Submission Impossible videos uh, that you guys put out. Uh, how 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 is it like sort of becoming those characters now and, and, and getting involved in that storyline, obviously with your past with... Uh, uh, Chikara back in King of Trios 2009? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like, I think that, you know, a lot of fans did a complete, like, turn on us. Like, obviously, a lot of the diehard Chikara fans didn't care for us much after 2009. And we slowly 
won over some of them from that point on, but there were still a lot who really didn't like us. So I think these Submission Impossible videos really help turn people in our favor, which is pretty cool. I think the characters are a bit different than what we were doing other places, but I mean, I like stuff like that. I think that it shows uh, you being versatile as a performer if you can do many different things. Like, for instance, Gary J in St. Louis Anarchy is our most vicious heel. Same way mm -hmm. down in ACW, he's a pretty vicious guy. But for the Shakar angle, he's in an owl suit and acting goofy. Like it, it shows different layers as a performer, which I think is important. But we've had yeah. a lot of fun doing it. And it all like kind of comes full circle off of the match in 2009 that a lot of their diehard fans would say was so bad they were talking about it years later, which ultimately is what turned into us getting this opportunity. So it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I talked with Evan sort of the idea that almost in the sense of the reviews that that match had gotten almost got you guys more opportunities because people sort of looked at you and, and they're like, oh, these guys are getting some buzz. Maybe we can, you know, sort of do something with them. I know uh, he, Evan cited AIW as one of the companies that really sort of picked you guys up and, and, and did a lot of stuff with you. Do you, do you feel uh, the same way as far as uh, that sort of benefit from that match? Oh, yeah, it definitely did, because we would get, uh, we would either get booked for one or two reasons. Either people would watch the match and see, like, ah, it wasn't really that bad. Or they would book us and not even see the match and just book us and go, I wonder if these guys are really that bad, like as bad as what people said after that match. I mean, either way, and I don't care why people booked us, at the end result is we were making money off of it, so it worked yeah. out great for us. So it, no matter what, we were getting these opportunities. AIW picked us up and really did a lot for us uh, from that. Like we did a jack of all trios for them. That was our first weekend with them. And the winner of that got a spot in the 2010, I think it was, Shikara King and Trios. And people were really not wanting us to win that tournament. And we didn't. And it was just good. And it was a <laughs> nice start with AIW. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely good to, you know, even sort of that kind of press can, you know, give you guys some opportunities. Uh, we, I wanted to talk to you about uh, definitely promoting uh, St. Louis Anarchy. Uh, obviously, uh, you're, you're a professional wrestler, but uh, you're, for those that don't know, you're also uh, booking St. Louis Anarchy. Um, how, how is it, was it like sort of taking that role? And, and when did you start? How did, it, how did that role sort of come about? And, um, and how have you felt? Uh, St. Louis Anarchy has grown so far? Um, I actually took over when it was still LWA, and that more or less just happened because nobody else wanted to. Uh, the people that mm. were management there, I guess, had burnt out at the time, and they were going to just fold the whole company. And we actually had a trainee uh, named Dorian, who was Gary's father, who was training down there at the time. And um, we didn't want to quote, I, I felt it was unfair to him because he had invested so much time in the training. I was right about to have his first match when they just one day when we showed up to the training uh, school, I guess you could say, decided to say the company was over. Well, myself and uh, Sam Lacey had decided, well, no, I mean, we'll go ahead and take over. And I started booking LWA then. 
So that's kind of how I got into it was just because no one else wanted to. So, so then I booked LWA. I mean, I know everybody likes to ask why we became St. Louis Anarchy, so I'll just answer that real quick. It's more or less we felt that LWA had run its course. Mm. And LWA wasn't really, it was always someone else's vision that I was booking. It wasn't ever really my vision because it was started by other people. So that's when, in our attendance numbers, it dipped really bad too. And I just felt like overall people were burnt out on that product for whatever reason. Not that the product was ever bad, just I felt people didn't really care. And that's because our business model was pretty much the same as every other business model in St. Louis. We all use the same guys. You could see every guy that was on our show on the other four or five shows that were running in the area at the time. So when we partnered up, I guess, with ACW, we changed our business model. And we took like two months off, and when we came back with St. Louis Anarchy, our numbers skyrocketed. We've been building off of that ever since. Awesome. Um, so, and we've had a couple uh, uh, people that have assumed booking roles in various companies uh, on the show. Um, and we asked a sort of a similar question, but what are sort of the, I guess, biggest benefits that come with booking, and then also, I guess, some of the difficulties that come with it? Uh, I mean, I think the biggest benefit, obviously, is you get to put forth what your vision of what pro wrestling should be to the masses or to your your audience. Mm -hmm. So that is that's I think that's the number one positive. It's what you think pro wrestling should be, whether it's right or wrong or whatever. It's your it's your vision and it's what you're sharing with people. I think that would be the number one benefit. Uh, the biggest like setback, I guess, it just depends on who you are. Like for me, booking this show is still being a traveling wrestler. It has its definitely has its uh, non-benefits because anywhere you go, people are gonna say, "Oh, I really want to come work for St. Louis Anarchy. I'd really like to come to St. Louis." And sometimes, if you don't book them because you can't book everybody, then all of a sudden they don't like you no more. Or right. what you get even more often is when you try to go work somewhere, it's all, well, brother, yeah, I'll book you guys, and maybe you can book some of my guys for St. Louis Anarchy, which doesn't always work. So then all of a sudden you're not getting as much work because you can't book everybody. So I guess that would be the number one setback to it. Um, and also a set, uh, we, the f question that we posed to sort of all the people that we have on our show as far as indie wrestling goes uh, is that uh, what is the best thing about independent wrestling in general right now, and what is the worst thing in turn? Um, I guess the best thing would be this that there's a lot of good guys out there. I mean, there's a very deep talent pool, and what makes independent wrestling different than the WWE is that you're, you know, you're right there in the action. Like, you're, you're, right there front row seat you're legitimately right there in front of the actor there's not a bad seat in an indie show uh you can usually at an indie show the wrestlers are much more personal to the fans like the fans can talk to a lot more of them and make a connection with the wrestler more i think those are the best things about indie wrestling the worst thing obviously is the stuff that kills indie wrestling which is the numerous horrible promotions out there because I really do believe 
that if a casual fan, not a wrestling fan, but the casual fan, which is, in my opinion, what you need to try to get into your show if you want to be successful, if they go see one horrible indie wrestling show, they will never come back to one again. Mm-hmm. Because they'll always associate indie wrestling with what they went and saw. And when you lose those people, it's almost impossible to ever get them back. And the really bad places, they are, in a sense, killing the indie wrestling business because any show is going to draw some people. And if any of those people are casual fans and they see that stuff, then the ball game's over no matter how good your show may be. Right. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I've, I've seen through people that, you know, aren't as keen, I guess, on independent wrestling. And it is most likely because they attended a show that, I guess, wasn't of, you know, a certain level. So it's almost, it, it like you mentioned, like it, I think it reflects the entire scene, not just one specific company. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like they, they'll always associate indie wrestling with what they saw on that show. Definitely. Um, well, speaking of some good indie wrestling, uh, some really great indie wrestling, I know St. Louis Anarchy, you've got a event coming up uh, in May for uh, entitled Hashtag Stacked, and you guys bust out some really amazing cards. But this is one of the cards that I'm truly jealous that I'm not going to be there to see um, because it, top to bottom, I think it's definitely an uh, immensely strong card, probably one of the top indie cards I've seen out of all independent wrestling right now. Um, how how is it felt? How does it feel, sort of being able to put this card together? Oh, it's really cool. Like, I mean, it's uh, it's neat to be able to give fans in St. Louis opportunities to come see matches that they wouldn't get to see otherwise in person. Like a lot of these athletes that we use, the only way to see them on the indie scene is to buy a pro wrestling gorilla DVD or an AIW DVD, something like that, is if you live in St. Louis. But we're able to provide fans with these kind of cards. So, I mean, that, that's great. Like, I, I, if nothing else, I, we do this so we can provide good pro wrestling in the city of St. Louis. Or, well, I guess we're in Alton, Illinois, but close enough to the city of St. Louis. And <laughs> I feel like with this card, it's going to do that. Definitely. And you got a lot of big matches on there. Uh, Gary J defending his uh, St. Louis Anarchy Championship against Takaki Watanabe from New Japan. Uh, I think that's going to be really killer. Uh, Chris Hero and Davey Vega, which, I mean, that match alone, uh, if that doesn't bring people in, I don't know what will, because those guys, I think, are going to tear the house down. Um, and ACH against Alex Shelley for the first time. And and even a lot of like the, the undercard stuff, which I hate calling it undercard, because all those matches, I think, look like they have the potential to really be show stealers. Um, so I, I definitely think it lives by the name of a uh, uh, stacked. Yeah. I think a match that, you know, that is probably going to steal that show will be uh, Jonathan Gresham and Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Kyle O'Reilly is one of the, maybe the best independent pro wrestler in the United States right now. Definitely. I, I have come to uh, appreciate his work definitely more. I, uh, a lot of his Ring of Honor stuff, I think, has really been super spectacular. Um, yeah, definitely him and Jonathan Gresham. Uh, I know JoJo Bravo and Danny Cannon. Uh, I know Danny Cannon's breaking out a lot and he's been doing some great stuff. 
Uh, and you also have a lethal lottery, which should be very fun. Uh, uh, definitely an interesting uh, uh, type of event. So uh, that's uh, stacked um, on in uh, the month of May. It's still about a month away, but uh, if if more people want to, uh, I guess, go to that event or, or find out about that event, uh, uh, where can they find more information about uh, St. Louis Anarchy? Uh, you can go to our Facebook at SLA Wrestling, follow us on Twitter at STL Anarchy, or you can go to our website, which is SLAWrestling.com. Very cool. And I encourage also people, I know you guys have uh, your uh, Gateway to Anarchy events uh, from this past uh uh, I believe month or so out now on Smart Mark Video, um, so I yeah. encourage people to check yeah, that out because yeah, they're yes. both on Smart Mark Video on Demand.com. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, um, those the cards for that I think look just as stacked as these ones. So definitely go support St. Louis Anarchy, as many would say the uh, best unkept secret of the of the Midwest. So um, well, Pierre, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it was it was great getting to talk to you uh, about the pro wrestling scene. Uh, we'd love to have you on again. Uh, but if people want to follow you personally, uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pierre Abernathy or on Facebook, which is also Facebook.com, Pierre Abernathy. Very awesome. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we're going to talk uh, a bit more about indie wrestling. We're going to let Pierre go uh, for a bit. But we got a couple things uh, to talk about uh, this weekend, right, Sorg? Uh, that's right, from this past weekend, right? Um, so, uh, and I, I want to introduce, we, we, we're bringing on uh, our good buddy Wheels is joining us right now. Uh, Aaron West, of course, he does sound uh, with uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance and other places. He's, he's been around. You've been around, sir. And uh, he's muted. Wait, hey, I, I brought up the wrong one. How about this is him? Uh, is that better? There you are. There you are. Hey. My post-it notes got swapped. Sorry about that. Uh, That's all right. <laughs> and I think <laughs> yeah, we've had... Like I said, I'm just a very busy kind of person. I, he is. I'm in demand, obviously. I'm doing such a good job. He gets around. He gets around. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it, it, I think we've had you on before talking uh, RWA events, uh, pre and post, you know, perhaps. Uh, yes. But no, but especially uh, you guys had a really big one uh, this 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 past weekend with uh, salute to the troops. It was down there at California University, and uh, first event of its type for you because I, I mean, you know, RWA typically comes from a very small gymnasium in yes. West Newton, PA, which is a small town. You guys are I, what, averaging at least two hundred fans, and yeah, two hundred, two hundred fifty, depending on. Weather, sickness, whatever happens. Mm. And, yeah, so. and the 250 is becoming a venue problem from the sounds of it. Yes, yes. Uh, I guess the from what I was talking to Derek today, the gym can hold with fire code 300 with yeah. standing room only. Yeah. Which I mean, which that gets crunched because you guys have the ring in there and everything. Um, right. So, so with this, uh, you got. You know, I, I had the opportunity to uh, help you guys with the press conference, film some stuff for that, and help with the promotion a little bit. Um, so, this was booked in uh, the uh, California University Cal uh, Convocation Center, which, by the way, holds about six thousand people. Little yes. bit of an update, yes, <laughs> but uh, but it was actually it was kind of a joint effort. It sounds like um, between you guys, where 
and we talked about this previously with uh, Dr. Feelbad last week, last week, no, two weeks ago on the show. Um, I mean, this was one of those things that was a, a joint thing. Uh, you guys raised a lot of money uh, for the 9-11 fund for, um, you know, and, and actually had an oath ceremony. Um, and Drew, it sounds like between uh, paid and uh, free military tickets, uh, about 400 people, which... Well, paid, I found out today, was actual to 400. The okay. military was around 20 to 30. So okay. we had about 430 in that, that convocation center, which is in a success in the convocation and the army's mm -hmm. eyes and our eyes, because that's not bad for a Easter weekend. <laughs> oh, so for an Easter weekend indie wrestling show, that's actually pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah, in, entirely. Um, and, and again, it, it, it was interesting because I know like a lot of people were like, "Well, it's not." It, it, it was, didn't fill the arena. I was like, "Well, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody in anybody's dreams imagined six thousand people showing up for an indie show in general." I mean, I think yeah. there's, I think there's WWE house shows that don't get six thousand people sometimes, and TNA definitely doesn't see those numbers. Yeah, um, I was going to say I've been to um, Sword <laughs> you know the Ross Straver Ice Garden up, oh, up yeah. this way, and that has, like, what, a thousand seats or more or something like that, and mm -hmm. that place doesn't even get filled. No, no, I mean, our ROH down there doesn't get, I don't know, they probably top out about 500 whenever we've been down there. Um, of course, a lot, yeah, that's, a lot more when they were downtown, but, um, I mean, I think that's kind of the max of what you're going to get in an area like that. Yeah, so, I mean, like Eamon said, that's, Spectacular for an Easter weekend and in a college town. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it sounds like because uh, uh, a percentage of the tickets went through it, all the sponsor money went to it. It was it was a really good, really good deal right. for that. We um, found out the sponsor money went up to as of a few hours ago because he's still crunching numbers. It is up to twenty eight hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. So awesome. So it, it was a it was a pretty cool event. Um, I as a, <laughs> I don't know where to go with this. Uh, there's a lot happened the last couple days. There's a lot, a lot of things that happened the last couple of days with this. No, I generally though I know I think it was a really good event. I feel like some of the matches maybe didn't live up to expectations. Um, yeah. I, I think Taylor and Mitchell definitely did. I was super, super happy with the women's match that happened there. Yeah, I, um, was, I, I, I felt there. like, and I don't know if it's the size of the venue or what was going on, but it felt like I was really worried. The crowd really was into most everything all at night, but it just yeah. felt like, uh, some things kind of fell flat, uh, in the yeah. ring. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, especially coming back from intermission the women's match which was the first you know you guys are i believe the only women's title in the area that i'm aware of um That's i know a, I, I agree with you i think we are because i haven't heard of any other women's title well i don't know if the vixens title counts from vow i would count so. that but i didn't know that was a thing but they're not monthly so i think it's more significant that you guys do um right. but but still and i i consider you guys more pittsburgh area than them since they're like a right. generally an hour away and you guys are a little closer with west newton i mean you're right down the road from the other pittsburgh guys practically exactly. like both other pittsburgh guys uh in in your neck of the woods um right. so uh i think i think that was really good for you guys taking a chance on on on, on women's wrestling and I, like i said i think it was one of the better 
coming off matches of of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we planned. It was like, okay, we got to set things just right. So when you're coming off a 20 minute intermission, you want to get that crowd right back into the action. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jesse Bell and Serafini did very well with fantastic getting that crowd right back into it. Yeah, and, and you know, not every wrestling show is perfect. I, I understand some people got injured, some other weird things happened uh, during the show, but but still, the show like met its goal, and I think it ended up very very nicely with that. Uh, you know, the headliner with uh, Chris Taylor and, and Ryan Mitchell. A really nice effect that the uh, uh, these are uh, were they, were they Army or National Guard guys. I didn't catch. Um. Some were army, some were national. So it was a guard, so it was so. a mix. But they had yeah. them out as as special match enforcers, uh, which was a nice mix because we've seen stuff before. Like I think like last time I was at Cal U for an IWC show, I think they might have brought out the hockey team that was uh, working with promoting the show uh, as the football team because football... I well, kind of remember I, thought... I kind of remember visiting down there to say hi to a few of the guys and stuff, and I remember. The... It being the football team. Okay. And they sat basically like in the bleacher seating and sat yeah. close to the ring. So, so maybe maybe I'm thinking, um, you know what? I was probably thinking um, the other university that they've done a show at. Uh, uh, oh, geez. CCAC. I think when they went back to CCAC, it might have been hockey then. Uh, but anyways, um, definitely came out – a lot better with that, and to the point where I saw the sickest chair shot. We mentioned this earlier on Mayhem Show. Um, yeah. <laughs> from one of the Army guys. I was in shock. Like, I was actually, I was impressed with the chair shot the guy took. I was like, wow. I mean, it echoed in that arena. Like, everybody was like, did that really just happen? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was a fun show, top to bottom. And, and, you know, it's always a good thing when you see something like this and, and a lot more people exposed to it. I know there was a lot of exposure on television uh, before and after between at least uh, at least two of the stations up here in, in, in Pittsburgh, at least. Uh, um, from what I heard, it was WTAE, mm-hmm. WPXI, and KDKA. Oh, didn't hear about the KDKA one. Yes, yeah, um, so we'll have to ask uh, our friend in the mainstream media if... I am correct on <laughs> that. I know. I know. I did so. get passed along to him, and he passed along to whoever needed to be. I think it might actually still yeah. be in the chat room. Uh, and I do have news that there is going to be another salute to the troops this year. Nice. So salute to the troops two is coming in November. November. Yes. Really. Yes. That seems soon. <laughs> they they wanted. I the positive feedback we all got from the. Veterans Affairs, the Army, all the military, and the students that were there over the weekend, plus the fans, plus everything involved. They're like, can you bring it back down again this year? We're like, um, if you can, if you want us, we're there. <laughs> that's that's really cool. That's really cool. So uh, it made us feel really good to hear that, and mm-hmm. that they wanted us back that soon. Mm-hmm. So. And that's why, you know, I was really astonished. I think we talked last week about, you know, my experience up in Meadville for, you know, what they did there uh, for superstars. And, 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 and I, I, you know, that, you know, the two, both shows this month have been very, you know, charity centric, uh, you know, them for Meadville High School, you guys for, for Veterans Affairs. 
Um, but in both cases, I think I think you know you guys did killer for you know whoever was involved, and, and the fact that you guys drew what you did without you know a Bret Hart, you know a, you know anybody else, you know basically on the merit of what you guys are doing, plus of course connections, you know I I, I you know I understand it's not just the guys you had, it's the I think it's you know also fact that it's wrestling and it's for the troops did a lot to yes. it plus you you guys do i i think it's undeniable you guys have a rabid fan base from rwa um you know i right. talked about it here on the show that you guys are very old school we talked about it with dr feelbad um and and i think it showed i mean all those people came out and then some and, and that's really important and i'm very interested to see, interested to see uh if a lot of those people tag along and uh start showing up at the west newton shows well i can tell you that one of the people there, which it's kind of personal because it's the fact of I got my sister to come to that show, her first wrestling show ever, and she came really? to RWA and she was hooked and she'll be at our May show. So <laughs> she's hooked to RWA. Mm-hmm. Some of the Cal U students that haven't been to an indie show are like, when can we see another show? So good, good. We, we hooked, we, we threw out that reel and we cast. Brought in some fish. So. Good, good. And it is definitely, I mean, definitely something challenging. Definitely something different. Nobody else dared to, I, I think the venue was too big. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish they had a smaller building. To, I wish they had a smaller building to put you in so it doesn't yeah. look. Because no matter, I, you know, I, you guys are going to do tremendous. You guys are uh, going to raise money and everything. But no matter what, my shots are empty seats. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like you can't aim those cameras to miss those big old red seats up no, there. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, and that's the thing. Everybody, it, every picture looks like they're performing in front of like a bunch of empty seats, and, and until you see like the people peeking out from the edge. Um, yeah. But I mean, luckily on our sides, the way it did go up was on the side. You see all the bleachers, and, and they're filled up. Yeah. You know, uh, on the lower bowl part of it. Uh, so maybe we'll rearrange that a touch next time to make it look a l- at least a little Hopefully, bit better on yes. camera. Uh, but I, I think it was cool. It was a different atmosphere, and you guys really stuck out for it. And, and I think it was it was a really fun show. So I can't. I think when I, I it's kind of funny you say that. It's like I think even our commentary crew, because I think when I was listening to what you sent me, the tester, mm-hmm. I was hearing, can we do this more often? Because what it was me, you. <laughs> And the commentary sitting together closer, and the system seemed to sound better mm-hmm. to me. So, I, I mean, I enjoyed working with that sound system. I think, in my eyes, because I'm a perfectionist, working with sound, that I think the music could have been a little bit louder, but I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> on your end in the headphones well that's the thing i'm tied in directly to them so you're not going to get the full-on audio and i'm trying to adjust on the fly a little bit and hopefully it comes off yeah. well, and hopefully it came out well on the video that i sent you yeah um, yeah it sounded fine i mean mm-hmm. i was listening to the uh national anthem by the singer samantha mm-hmm. and i was like still had goosebumps again just remembering that night so it turned out pretty well Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, uh, a great night. Go check out rwalive.com. DVD is going to be available very soon. Uh, covered by Alex Carr's there in the chat. It's going to help us out. He's actually saying booking uh, his his uh, flight to the West Newton area now. Now there's no airport out there, buddy. 
It's about time Alex Garza. It would be, you know, if he comes out and sees a brawl, like, you know, he's only coming from California. Uh, so, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I might tag back along with you, Alex. So, I might get <laughs> a little sun out there in the real California. I'm worried something now. WrestleMania is out there. I'm really thinking about going out since I have family in the uh, there. I know it's not directly in his backyard because uh, <laughs> I think he's down in Long Beach, and I think that's a good while away if I know my geography, which I'm really <laughs> bad with Texas, as Eamon knows. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. <laughs> So uh, there's another bit of indie news uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, developed today, actually. Developed in the last few hours, it feels like. Pretty much. Um, uh, we mentioned this before, because I know Sorg's mentioned it a couple times, uh, Extreme Rising, uh, which is a company sort of based off of the whole ECW sort of stuff. I believe it was started by Shane Douglas. Uh, there was some like issues of some sort that caused them to go on hiatus and it was restarted uh by another promoter named steve o'neill uh apparently uh they have canceled all of their uh upcoming events Jeez. Uh, shows that were scheduled for april 25th and 26th which is this weekend uh in philadelphia and then a may 3rd show that was scheduled for pittsburgh which uh, was already was- a reschedule from february yeah. yeah, from a snow date, wasn't it correctly? It was like no, they no, were no. worried about snow. Well, yeah, something. they were worried about weather, um, and there was no weather. There was no yeah. weather. Yeah. Yeah. Was, so, it was sunny. But yeah, apparently they've canceled all their events. Um, there's a bit of an outrage from a lot of people. Apparently there's a uh, – and some from some people that are inside the company and, and, and some people that worked for the company in the past – uh, according the statement that was officially released by the promoter, uh, Steve O'Neill, uh, says all extreme live events from Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, Friday, April 25th, Saturday, April 26th, and May 3rd are all canceled. For referral refunds, please contact your credit card company or bank directly what? or store purchase that. Whoa, 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 whoa. So that's I, the I have that... to call my, canc- my, my credit card company and put a hold on it? That's apparently what he's saying. Um, that's weird. That's the part that a lot of people are kind of upset about. Wow. Uh, They aren't directly doing refunds. Um, so yeah, um, weird stuff happening there. Uh, obviously, uh, we are, we do the Indie Mayhem show to talk about like good stuff that happens in indie wrestling, but also, I I think we're here to talk about indie wrestling, the good and the bad. Um, and this, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, this is right now the bad. Now myself, I was... Uh, tentatively, apparently booked to at least run camera at the Pittsburgh event. Um, mm-hmm. Great Mike Moran, who is probably also really pissed. Uh, I think because I know I saw a thing on Facebook from him. He had the, all the posters up for the weekend, and he says, "This is what I'm doing. I'm on my way to Philly here in a couple of days, you know, and this, this is my weekend." Um, and I'm sure he gets a pretty good penny for going out and doing these shows. He, he has a really good rig. I saw it working uh, Prime Wrestling with him. Um, and, and, and he was also supposed to be doing the one here in, in, in Pittsburgh and I'm supposed to be tagged on for that. Um, but some people I think are going to have an even, I saw Eden Rotten had a post, uh, uh, bashing them. I, I know you mentioned Raven was going off about this whole thing. Uh, some, let me, I, I tagged a couple uh-huh. of tweets from friends of ours, actually. Yeah. Um, do, 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 uh, Gregory Iron, you know, turn a negative into a positive here in a way. I was booked for Extreme Rising three times. I was also canceled three times. Support good, reliable indie wrestling. And he tags AAW Pro, I think you're familiar with, uh, HRT Boss, and Oday Wrestling on Twitter. 
Um, and uh, Joe, Joe Dabrowski, we have uh, from the first episode of this uh, this podcast. Uh, any promoters with shows April 25th, 26th, or May 3rd interested in an announcer victimized by canceled shows, please tweet me for booking info. <laughs> uh, so everybody's scrambling. I mean, that's that's for some people, two entire weekends have just got ruined. Yes. Yeah. You know, like completely. And, 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 you know, not being a person, I mean, I understand, you know, bookings from my production side of things, but that's different than what some of these guys have to go through. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a real sad situation. I just, I just, you know, com- companies in the way they handle things, you know, it's, 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 it's a big deal. Um, I, there also is a bit of an update. I know there are, a lot of companies, other companies out there that are spinning things into a positive uh, in a sense to where uh, they're saying if you bought tickets for any of these shows, or I believe, and I know a couple said even if for the uh, the rescheduled show um, and you go to their events, they're going to give you a discounted price on their show mm-hmm. uh, with, with you providing the ticket. I know AIW is doing that. Um, I believe there's another company named Big Time Wrestling that's doing that. Um, is it, so that's uh, interesting. Uh, Wheels, is that the one that usually runs Altoona with all the stars big time? Yes, it is. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. Because I guess they're doing a Ford City show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw them up there. Yeah. They're, they're, they, um, I, I, I feel like I heard they're a New York based company, but they do a lot of shows. It seems like in the middle of PA as well. I always see posters for them. Yes. And I, I, mean, I think you guys I, have I some involvement to too. Go to some of those shows yeah. myself and then got to see what it was like. Because, of course, our ring was used a few times for it. So it was nice to see that kind of product and stuff. So it's good to see that they're doing that for the disgruntled fans and stuff like that. So that's a good hand, a gesture of fate Mm -hmm. for another company. Uh, And Mac, our friend in the mainstream media, is chiming in on the on the chat room. Uh, there was weather-related delay for Pittsburgh for a Pittsburgh date, but it's not like Extreme Rising was the only people to cancel or delay something that weekend. Um, how odd that other promotions are almost trying to help prop up fans burned by Extreme Rising. Yes. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. I, I think um, it it revolves around how situations are handled. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the outrage, I think, coming from Extreme Rising has come from how a situation was handled by a certain promoter. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't agree with uh, their policy, I guess you could put it, for uh, refunds. Uh, I think it's a little ridiculous. Um, yeah, because that, I honestly, Eamon, I feel that, okay, we all know working with our banks or credit cards or anything how hard that's possibly going to be to get your money back from someone and dealing with your bank and your credit card. It's just going to be more frustrating for those people. Exactly. It just kind of mm-hmm. adds to the fire, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. a couple other things. Another friend of the show, I work with him. Uh, I've worked with him on a few promotions, Justin Labar, of course, of WrestleZone, Chair Shot Reality. Extreme Rising is done. I worked one show. It was my last. A lot of good people screwed their except one uh, kept my silence about it up until now. Uh, wow. And there's a big tirade from Facebook by uh, Blue Meanie. He was saying he was like, he was one of their biggest proponents, promoted them a, a lot locally. A lot of fans asked him online. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's a shame because I think a lot of people were behind this, and there was a lot of there was a good concept behind it, and there was a lot of good with it. Um, but it it just feels like this company, like a lot of indie companies, are just plagued by a lot of issues. And I don't think has there been any have they given any reason why this has happened? I have not seen a reason to be cited yet. Yeah. Um, so I'll be curious curious to see how it develops going forward. And I'm yeah, gonna... I mean, did, did, I don't know. I mean, did you mention about that they they killed off their Twitter? They killed off their other oh. social oh, I media. I know the only statement was coming from the promoter's actual the promoter's actual Facebook page. Oh, wow. I didn't realize they'd actually like gotten rid of stuff. But <laughs> they're uh, yeah, they rid of I guess their Facebook, their Twitter, and limited stuff on their actual website. I'm like, okay, that's not good. Yeah, and I also wonder if you go through your credit card company to cancel that, do they take the money back from whoever you charged it to? That seems a little scammy to me. Yeah, I'm not sure how that yeah. works. Because I'm looking at this like their extremeticks.com was where they were doing tickets through, um, and which by the way is down for maintenance right now. Uh, wow, canceled full refund information. I'm looking at the site right now as well. Um, but yeah, um, and I think it falls under what Sorg has mentioned in the past. It's just, you know, those are, you know, you, when you book wrestlers, you know, they, they take their time out, they take their weekends out to work for you. And now yeah. a bunch of wrestlers don't have dates to work or they have to scramble to find another date. Like it, it's, it's really a shitty situation for them in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you never know. They could have called off their own personal work to go, okay, I'm working this show and they're they're screwing themselves with their actual work pay to mm-hmm. get their wrestling pay that now they're not going to even see. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they got to scramble to go to a opening, another opening, maybe somebody will want them in or something like and that. And a lot of these guys, yes. a lot of these guys booked on these shows, I think are career wrestlers too, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. this is their pay. You know, um, because some people still make it with that. You know, some of the bigger guys like Raven, I think like like this is what they do is make appearances. He can command high enough a thing where he can make a living off of it. I would presume. Uh, and that just takes away like a third of your month's pay, <laughs> you know, yeah. or how many yeah. people have have what have something scheduled next weekend for the Pittsburgh event around that. I'm swinging through Pittsburgh, so I'll come out to, I don't know, Buffalo, Cleveland, wherever else makes sense from there. And now that just cut this whole leg. And now whatever you did have booked that weekend uh, is less profitable because you booked yeah. it on the understanding. Well, I'm in the neighborhood anyways because of Pittsburgh date with Extreme Rising. Therefore, I'll do this Friday night, Sunday show, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, that, that that screws with a lot more than that. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that's a little bit I understand about the economics of the wrestlers out there. <laughs> <laughs> little bit. Yeah. I, I know all I know is that I don't know barely enough. Uh, to really talk on that. So, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, well, hey, is there anybody actually pulling off a show this weekend, Eamon? There is. Oh, there isn't is. that interesting? Somebody can actually do a promotion. Funny enough, <laughs> uh, I actually know the people. Funny oh. enough, I actually work for them. Oh, good. Um, Inspire Pro is doing a show this weekend. We're doing uh, our. Uh, I've never heard of them. Never heard. Of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no we're doing our our event we are coming back from about a month and a half 
uh, and I can guarantee, and and we'll, we'll definitely be uh, announcing it soon, but uh, we'll definitely do th uh, at least for now three straight months of monthly shows. Nice. So we're, nice. we, I know we've been fluctuating a bit with like some of the dates and stuff like that that we've been having, uh, taking a couple months off every now and then, but now we're doing you know full monthly shows now, which is really cool. Uh, and the start of that's going to be uh, this Sunday, April twenty seventh. Uh, at the Marquesa Holland Theater in Austin, Texas for No Room to Die. Uh, Going to be a really fun show. Really great main event, I uh, expect, between one man, Mike Dell, defending his Inspire Pro Championship against the undefeated uh, Unholy Gregory James, 5-0 and in Inspire. Uh, so it's going to be a very intriguing matchup. Also, we got talents. Uh, uh, really excited about this. We have representation in talents from New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, the now defunct um, Osaka Pro Wrestling, uh, and Pro Wrestling Noah from Japan. So uh, uh, a lot of really good uh, international stars uh, uh, at this event. Takeaki Watanabe, who's competed for us before, is returning to take on Andy Dalton, which should be a really fun match. We've got uh, Tadasuke from Osaka Pro. He's also been in Chikara, former Chikara Young Lions Cup champion. Uh, he's teaming up with Jojo Bravo to take on Matthew Palmer and Lance Hoyt uh, of New Japan fame, WWE TNA fame. I, I can't um, believe that that Lance Hoyt is a sought-over indie star right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that blows my mind. That's like telling me that Test had became a big New Japan star, and now I, I'm going to go check out a crazy indie show where I can't wait to see what Test is up to. Well, hey, Luke Gallows is the IWGP Tag Team Champion. That's true so. too. Luke, well, Luke Gallows is freaking awesome, though. He's like, yeah. he's kind of my favorite big guy to see in person now. Uh, he, he was he was nuts against Dalton Castle uh, uh, back in February here at IWC. Definitely, yeah. We also have Jake Durden, who's uh, uh, based out of the Missouri area, but he's competed in the Pro Wrestling Noah Dojo and has faced their top stars. And he's coming uh, to take on James Claxton. We've got a Junior Crown Coronation Gauntlet match, which uh, is featuring a lot of young up-and-coming stars uh, uh, in the Texas scene. And even beyond that, we have a couple people coming down from St. Louis. Um, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff on that show. It's definitely one of our braver cards. We're, we're um, putting a lot out there for this show. Uh, it's going to be some really fun stuff. So that's this Sunday, April 27th. Uh, at the Marquesa Hall and Theater. Tickets are only $12, uh, and you can get them at inspireproresting.com. Uh, and, we and we'll definitely be announcing some biggest stuff coming up at that show for our May event and our June event, which um, I uh, think is going to be some really interesting stuff uh, that we're going to uh, pull out. Uh, and in sometime soon, I believe in the coming week before the show, uh, before Sunday, our last event, Light the Fuse, will be up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash inspire pro nice. video and, nice. and that'll be really fun that's one of my favorite cards so far top to bottom i think it's been it was really really solid and uh, it's something i think people should check out can we talk about your 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 encounters apparently backstage with the red scare that are apparently coming up here yeah um i had to interview a dude uh <laughs> this saturday a dude uh, we think a dude i'm assuming uh in an undisclosed location which i wasn't super happy about um pretty sure the place was haunted um and i had to interview this time traveling man <laughs> what? Who, yeah uh he's apparently from uh the 40s yeah and and uh, uh the brother of the great depression who's a who's uh an entity that we've been uh having for a good while um some interesting stuff's been happening there nice. um but yeah he was very intimidating 
uh, uh, and I wasn't very comfortable doing that interview, but you can check the interview out on our uh, website, inspireprowrestling.com, uh, painstakingly uh, put out together, almost oh, risked my life. Put board, together, so here is your, your very somber, this is your somber inter interview face, isn't it? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's some terrifying stuff, but yeah. Are, you are uh, either going out for a roll in The Crow or Smashing Pumpkins. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, no, but it's great, man. It's great. I, I love that they're putting you on camera and seeing seeing where this goes. Uh, I I didn't watch the actual. I watched what I presume is the teaser to the interview. Yeah, um, we had a, we had we filmed uh, my actual uh, finding of the Red Scare. Okay. Oh, is it um, just the the video is the finding, and then the interviews in text? Is that what I'm, I'm finding in, here? The interview is in the actual text form. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that was something. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's good. I, 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 nobody does this. Again, nobody does this. Nobody does. Nobody this. does. This. But, but you know what? You know what people do. People have a dude from the 1940s who just has a red face. You know what? What people do. The wrestlers themselves go out and do a promo on their iPhone, held sideways, the wrong way. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, for five to ten minutes, and why the hell do I care? Yeah. This has been a wheels. You know, this has been a long time complaint about yeah. promos and indie wrestling. You know, but this is exactly. interesting. What Plumber's doing over there with IWC AfterShock is interesting. Splicing in footage from what we're doing uh, with interviews he's doing, and you know, being being the uh, Jonathan Coachman of, of, of the Fed or whatever. You know, yeah. that's interesting. Mm. You know, some of these guys. Um, and you know, I, I know uh, San Luis Anarchy. They they do something similar, but it's like it. They call it. It looks like they called them interview reels, and it's interview, interview, yeah. interview, interview. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, lot of. I feel like AIW. Some of the stuff from Cleveland I've seen is is like here's 15 minutes of interview, 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 interview. You know, it, and, and but I unless you are. I like it, I like it better though that it is sort of produced in house and 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 at their shows mm -hmm. or, or at, at you know undisclosed locations um <laughs> as opposed to you know sort of like you mentioned like the iphone sort of you know exactly exactly and, and there's just it, it just feels like again uh you know our guest earlier was talking about you need to be able to attract the general fan mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of the times that's not considered i you know there's like I, I feel like you know with those you know crap promotions or whatever you know it's we're looking at at least in production and in, in, in how they, you know, show that aspect. Um, um, you know. Almost the uh, almost mentality of like, well, we're an indie wrestling promotion. We're so doing wrestling, and not, oh, you got to do a promo. We're not going to produce stuff. Here, like do it on your phone. Yeah, exactly. Versus, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I give so much credit to Justin Plummer with that aftershock show that he does. Yeah. Because he does so much to make it feel like what you kind of expect from WWE. That's yeah, that's right, that's my take from it. Um, it is a mix. It it feels like in the long run those this week in you know WWE shows that they do, um, which is really what it needs to be. And people could say you know, and even on the WWE level, they could say are they important or, or do they really matter or not? But it's not a matter of that. It's a matter of it, it gives a level of professionalism. It, mm -hmm. it it gives something to the overall product. Exactly. And I think it's um, very important with them because you know I mean you know wheels you got your guys. And I think that's why why DVDs don't do quite as well for RWA is everybody that watches RWA comes every month and they know it's there like clockwork and that's what happens. Yeah. 
No, and once in a while, I think people buy DVDs because something special happened or they missed the show, perhaps. Right. I, I and think, I mean, I, honestly, I, I think we we need something. Honestly, I love the wrap-ups, but honestly, I do love watching Aftershock a lot yeah. because it's like, that's what we need. Something like that. Whereas I think Aftershock really wins because IWC is, uh, if you look at their schedule, it's, it's um, you know, Elizabeth. Uh, uh, White Oak, uh, Meadville all the way up here, Clearfield all the way a freak over here, uh, mm. you know, West Virginia. You know, it doesn't you seem catch like... all their attention. So, yeah, so, so, so the people in Clearfield are not coming down for all these other shows. The people in Clearfield get to see IWC once or twice a year. So m- maybe they are on the internet. Let's pretend they have internet in Clearfield. Um, and... Uh, well, they probably do. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, Clearfielders <laughs> out there. Um... I'm from Mercer County. I understand the internet problem out in the cut, okay? Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I've been to your hometown, sorry. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, I, I think there's a re- absolute reason when I'm seeing so many DVDs instead of digital downloads were sold at the Meadville show. These people are from, like, the Titusvilles and everything. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm, I doubt they have, like, internet to download a two-gigabyte file that I, I, could, I could sell them for much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um but uh but you gotta get but, them interested but I yeah think. the aftershock will at least like you know oh clear clearfield's coming up uh, what's been going on you know because i mm-hmm. think i feel like in the booking for iwc you know i uh it's it, i think there might be a little bit too much storyline when you're doing spot shows you know and yeah. and and i i worry I try to look at. It. I worry from you know person from random town that we happen to be in that we haven't been in in six months, and they drop in, and I don't know all this stuff going on with faction, faction, faction. I don't know who this guy is. I'm just here for wrestling, and I'm not sure that's a product for them. Yeah, right. and it goes back to the idea of trying to appeal to those casual wrestling fans. Versus, I mean, they do do little things. Like, every time they're in Clearfield, they do have little strings of things coming back. But the unfortunate part is, they'll say, you know, something happened, like, Marshall Gambino got into it with so-and-so and say, well, you're going to have a street fight next time we come back to Clearfield. But by the time they come back for Clearfield, maybe the guy's not with it, maybe something else happened, and that just doesn't happen. So that's, even that little bit of stringing together doesn't even happen yeah right you know? it, it, it's, it's complex and it's something you really got to take account yeah. of and, and um, grant booking's hard guys i'm not no, it's booking, just, yeah. booking's freaking hard man I, I i i couldn't even fantasy book this crap um but but i'm but just you saying gotta that, keep, you gotta I, I think if you give them an avenue in which to, you can follow the stories and stuff like that that's what i think i hope that we're doing with inspire yeah like I, yeah with the with the interview stuff that we're doing for the website and then all the recap stuff i mean um i know i think this show we're definitely going to be doing a lot more like promos like after the show yeah like sort of like films and i think that'll help a lot definitely something like to string them together because mm-hmm. i want somebody who's never been to inspire pro to i mean have an understanding of what they're expecting about the stories going into it mm-hmm sure um because it just makes the show better for that um we, we spun that we spun the events calendar into another discussion go us yeah i love it i love it i don't even care uh, hey. um there is some more shows coming up this weekend yes uh i'm excited for uh one that's coming up on sunday if you're not in texas uh but you're in uh rhode island which is i don't blame you i mean rhode which island. is all five of you it's all the way over there um mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, cdw is doing uh, their Infinity event. This is actually a very special event. They're doing it at FET Music 
which is where uh, they normally do Beyond Wrestling shows. Oh. So uh, not the normal like sort of studio taping ones, but like the big events that they're starting to produce now for DVDs where it looks like a really amazing environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and CCW is doing their show there. Um, it looks like a really good card. Uh, uh, I really like like CCW lately because I think the stigma it gets, uh, if you watch sort of now modern CCW, it's kind of gone away. There's a lot of really good wrestling well, on I just shows. I just hit play and it looks like a ripoff of Jason Corey. <laughs> just putting that out there um no but, yeah i hear it's been turning around a bit because i there was actually a somebody i forget where i was talking with somebody oh yeah I, actually there was a oh i want to put a shout out to hardcore tweets on twitter uh apparently started the account sunday and said we're talking about hardcore wrestling so i was just engaged with them and uh we're actually ccw was brought up and we're actually really good discussion i think for twitter uh, so, I, uh, Eamon, I think you should follow him um, and, th- and and follow some of the discussions there. Um, I, it, it seems like it's gonna it could be fun if they keep up with it. So, I don't know what they're – I think there might be a website attached. I don't know if it's a podcast or something, but um, they're just like, we're here and we're going to talk about hardcore wrestling. I'm like, that's good. What do you think about X? <laughs> and and uh, they were very responsive, <laughs> at least Sunday night when they started, and uh, it was fun. Uh, but, no, no, yeah, I- exactly. Because, I mean, you kind of know CZW as the – uh, sloppy, uh, like flippy indie wrestling that's on Botchamania all the freaking time, uh, yeah. but it and, and, or blood and guts, and it sounds like they've kind of honed both sides of that. Yeah, you've got that mixed with a lot of really good wrestling. Yeah. Um, I, I really have been happy with the product they've been they've been putting out lately. Uh, I know the main event for that show uh, this weekend is Drew Gulak defending his CCW World Championship against Biff Busick. Uh, and those guys have wrestled uh, a lot of times for the Wrestling Is promotions. Uh, they wrestled at the first ever National Pro Wrestling Day uh, as part of the Wrestling Is Respect match. So yeah. yep, um, yep, th- yep. that's a good contrast. It, it shows, shows how far CCW's come. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, I believe uh, you may – I know you know uh, uh, Alex Reynolds, I believe, has competed for IWC oh, before. Oh, yes. Yes. He had an interesting uh, – yeah. uh, because I, uh, he – I mean, he was he was interesting enough and uh, had great matches with IWC, but I didn't realize until I saw him at Pro Wrestling Syndicate uh, mm. WrestleMania weekend last year uh, that he actually does kind of a, I want to say, is it a gay gimmick? Or at least an ambiguously gay gimmick or something? Uh, which was, which was uh, way more intriguing. The, he's actually one half of the current CCW Tag Team Champions with uh, John Silver. Mm. Uh, and they're taking on Juicy Product, which is JT Dunn and David Starr. Uh, which uh, they all those guys I believe they compete a lot for Beyond Wrestling as well and they're really amazing. I encourage you to check that out. Uh, Masada against Chris Dickinson. Uh, there's even a WSU match on the on the card. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff on here. Um, so I encourage you to go check that out. That's uh, this Sunday, April 27th, at Fet Music in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, you can get more information at tickets at czwrestling.com. And I know. Sorg, there's also an event I believe uh, you want me to mention yes. about PWX. Yes, um, you know I wanted to throw out because I, I, you know, sparsely just kind of keep an eye on what they're doing over there because I know they were doing TV and everything, um, and I, there was there's some interesting developments when it comes to PWX. Um, uh, one 
holy well first i think these guys are absolutely insane because they run shows like every other week literally every other week <laughs> um you know I, I mean that in the best way possible <laughs> they're doing something over there um and they're doing two shows this weekend and first I, I thought it was a lot crazier than it looked like uh but they're actually doing their usual show because they have a building they run out of and they it, which is I, I was at the first show there and I love that they were like could do something where they brand the building and and actually you know have a little bit more control over their environment as a wheels you know I really wish we could do something to make the gymnasium look better right uh, or any or, or any other place that I work IWC other than court time you know anything to make the place not look like a freaking gymnasium right. Yeah. Um, so they have something like that. So it's always been interesting. Then they've had TV, and I've had problems with their TV quality-wise. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, you know, been vocal about because um, I, I don't want to see everybody else succeed. You know that. Um, mm -hmm. These guys start kicking ass with their TV. Then maybe R they'll make RWA kick ass with their salute the troops too. Make NWC kick ass with their aftershock, and everybody rises up. I really believe in that. Yeah. Um, but uh, they got two shows this weekend. Uh, one at their their you know usual place uh, up there in McKeesport, but they're also this is interesting. We mentioned West Virginia. Uh, they're actually doing uh, a show at the same place that uh, IWC typically would, which sounds interesting and intriguing if you're a conspiracy theorist uh, <laughs> on certain boards. Um, uh, so, but no, that's the first that's the first time I've ever seen them not at a home base. Uh, but no, the the other thing I wanted to bring up, and I took a peek at it, and I'm really happy with what they're doing. Uh, they they, I don't know if this is what they're showing on TV or what, but they rebranded their show, um, um, I believe, PWX Revolution. Uh, the stuff looks uh, better. Um, at least better than it did when I watched it on TV. Uh, again, didn't watch through an yeah, entire... What's that? that? That's the like their cameras all over the place thing they're doing right now. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. I mean, I've caught a few things off of Facebook and while she went, that's a new concept. Yeah, I, I mean, when early on when I talked to their show, saw their show, I, I often joked with friends that it looked like it was like they found footage from the 80s and they're playing it on WBGN. Um, versus now, I mean, I think they've fixed whatever the heck was wrong with their lighting and everything. Um, I mean, it was exclusively lighting and maybe they weren't using, you know, good enough cameras to capture it. Uh, but uh, they're at least shooting widescreen, all that kinds of stuff, and uh, you, you can see it. And and the, re and the reason why I'm really interested to see what they're doing, because I know there's a lot of people we're interested in, you know, Wheels and I, I know that we've worked with and seen mm -hmm. in, in, in everywhere else, you know, around. Um, Seth Allen, Jack Pollock are guys have been in RWA. Uh, Corey, uh, for the longest time, was doing stuff in PWX, and I didn't see him anywhere else, you know. Um, and, and a bunch of other guys, Math Justice, who I've seen in Prime and IWC before, and he's—I know he's a former uh, WWE uh, uh, signee uh, for a bit. So I mean, they have a nice hour show on here. Go check it out. See if it's your 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 deal. Their green screen still looks very very interesting from the looks of things, <laughs> but better than before. Um, either way, you know, I mean, a lot of, when it comes to production for a lot of these things, there's a lot of amateurs. You know, saying, hey, buddy, can you point a camera at my show? Eamon, you're very familiar with this concept yeah. uh, for Inspire. <laughs> and then you go hire somebody who's a uh, independent filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's I was going to say, I, I, I think it's kind of like you get what you pay for. And exactly. Right. Wheels, yeah. I, I've seen early RWA footage. Wheels. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. And it looks so much better now, Sword. Oh, geez. You don't, you don't need to do that 
really. Sure, really. I do. I'll um, teach you more. But no, they're doing some cool stuff over there. Go check that out. PWXTV.com is their main address. They have like five different addresses, it looks like. Sorg. So, yes. If you don't mind, I'm just going to mention that one day that I'm working because I don't know who I'm working with Sunday. I get two days of working this weekend in West Virginia. Okay. But it won't be with PWX because that that's a conflict of interest right now. But I'm stupid, working with stupid, stupid conflict of interests around here. Uh, that yeah. is true. But I'm working down in West Virginia for a company called IWWA. I've worked with them before. Great place. Okay. Another gymnasium type place. Uh, come on, so, I, I, I type I type IWWA and get Iowa Water Well Research. Do you have a you have a website, <laughs> sir? No, they do not have a website. They do have a Facebook, and it goes to something different. I, I think I found it. APWA as well? Yes. South yes, Parkersburg, exactly. West Virginia. I have no images for you. I have nothing to show you. <laughs> I know. I have nothing. Right. I mean, the poster, I can tell you, is on that certain place that you and I don't like very much. Hmm. But <laughs> Oh, 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 I know. Uh, is this the one that's going to have Hacksaw? Yes, and oh, cool. Ricky Morton and Manny Fernandez, and I'll be working again with Dasher Hatfield. God, and... why do you give me a reason to go with this on? Really? No way. And, and wait, wait, Eamon, are you ready? I'll be working with the Taskmaster Seven. Yeah, hmm. Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> also, wow. so yes, he is. We're gonna have a very fun, interesting Mr. weekend. Touchdown, Dasher, Ricky Morton. That's a that's crazy. Jesus. <laughs> Amos, yeah, like, how does this happen? Like, that's Why actually kind of enjoying it. I mean, just the idea of Dasher Hatfield with uh, uh, Hacks on Jim Duggan is kind of weird to me. My guess, like my guess is this show is not getting filmed for Amon to check out. I wish, though. I, I can find out and I will let you guys know. Hey, you can get your tickets at uh, Pizza House and Cornell Bail Bonds. What? Yeah, like <laughs> uh, but hey, you know this is out there. You know this this is indie wrestling, guys. And sometimes it's not connected to the internet at all. Um, but at least they have, at least we know they have electricity because wheels is going down there for. Uh, yeah, they have electricity and they have plumbing. <laughs> if you don't hear from me after the weekend, send a search party. <laughs> Not the West Virginia. That's a no-go zone for us. Guys, holy crap. We've been talking for a long time here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. It's great. It's great. Wheels, thank you very much for joining us. Talking about RWA. Uh, congratulations on the success, of course. You thank know, you. You know, from your sound side. Uh, you were selling tickets. You were down there hitting the oh, yeah. hitting the trail. I was down there every week, every day that I could. <laughs> I mean, of course, you got great connection. That's, that's, that's hometown for all you guys. So yeah. that's really cool. That's really cool too. And it was a pleasure that actually have, as I, we, me and you joke all the time, having the A team actually be there all together for that. <laughs> and then nobody gets me next month because I got to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. So I have constructed it. There's a whole other thing, but yes, I have pretty much constructed a, a, a B team and a C team. And I am the individual A team to go through a whole nother non-wrestling event. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's a thing. Uh but no, thanks a lot. Uh Wheels, he's Hot Wheels RWA if you want to go talk at him on the Twitters, of course. And he's all over Facebook and everything over at Wrestling Mayhem Show 
Facebook yes, group. Uh, da, 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 the other guy on the show. There he is. I'm sorry. I'm confused because hey. I hit the button and it's still Bobby from the last show. So I'm like, and it's so late. I can't connect that. But Eamon is the guy <laughs> with Inspire me. Pro Wrestling at Eamon2. Please. Of course, I'm at Sorgatron. SpireProWrestling.com. Come here, chef. Go check out Inspire Wrestling, of course. <laughs> Check out You'll the, shoot your eye out, kid. Go check out the YouTube's. It's really good stuff, and and I love the way Lex is doing stuff. I want to have a off conversation with him just to talk about talk more tech. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, you, you can get him on Awesome Guest. I'll arrange that. We'll get him on No, no, I, no. I, seriously, I just want to talk video with him. I don't give a crap. It's on the podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just want to talk this to is, him this is for your ears only. No, no, because. I, I, and nobody else is going to give a crap by what I want to talk to him about. So, <laughs> but anyways, guys, it's been fun. It's indie wrestling, indie mayhem show, wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Check us out on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, YouTube. If you're even still with us at this point, uh, good times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Four one two two zero six WMS zero. All that kind of stuff. You can join us here around about eleven p.m. or join us all, all the way at nine p.m. Eastern for wrestling mayhem show and just make it your night. Uh, for wrestling here. Uh, thanks again, Wheels, Aaron, Amon, and uh, of course, I guess uh, Mr. Abernathy. Uh, go check him out at, uh, at Pierre Abernathy, and I believe it's SL Anarchy. Wait, there it is. There it is right there. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you're supporting and be ready. Never said I was a gangster or thug, but I'm an animal. Peanut for the taste of the food.